Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the show with that now that's pretty cool actually yeah i like that sample. <laughs> i do too um for those of you that don't know what that is that's uh that's adam sandler andy wait adam sandler no adam andy <laughs> sandberg it doesn't work that way it does work that way anyway that's uh that's from cloudy with a chance of meatballs if you haven't seen that yet you don't have to have a kid to see that that's a damn funny movie that's my opinion and that's all you're going to hear because it's uh, our radio show. <clears throat> Actually, if you have another opinion on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, you can call in sometime. But not tonight because tonight we are on part four of our seven-part series of Neighborhood Heroes. Neighborhood Heroes. Now, why should you give a shit about this series? Why? Why indeed? Because, it, think about it, wherever you live, that's your neighborhood. If your neighborhood needs help, stop laughing at me, bug. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to, not to burp here. So if you die, if you die, you've lost a really important part of your life. That's right. But anyway, we're okay. Wherever you live, whatever kind of neighborhood you have, you want it to be better, don't you? I know I do. I, I really, I actually love my neighborhood. I think it could be. Uh, a little more crazy and fun like us, but uh, for the most part, they're friendly. They look out for each other. We uh, we have our little cert meetings and uh, neighborhood, you know, watch group things going on. But <clears throat> there are these guys out there who who go on patrol, sometimes in costumes, sometimes not, as in the case of our guest tonight. And they they go out and they take care of the neighborhood. They go out in the rain, like our guest last week, Crimson Fist. He doesn't give a damn if it's raining or not. He's out there just patrolling the neighborhood. Uh, Sometimes they're in cars, like our guest before that, which was a superhero from uh, Clearwater, Florida. And they do what they can around the neighborhood to make it a better place. And uh, if you don't think that's important, then, you know, just stay in your, your, your little hidey hole forever because... It is I important. think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Right? Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's important because if everybody did that, okay, say if not everybody. It's just like this whole vaccination thing. Not everybody has to do that. Not everybody can. But what about 
80% of us. What about 50% of us? What if 50% of us went out and tried to do something for our neighborhoods? If you're listening and it sounds corny to you, go fuck yourself. We need more corny nowadays. And in case you haven't noticed, we swear on this show. God damn it. We do. Um, Sorry. I was a bouncer for years, and and, uh, before that I was, oh, well, I still am a football fan. So you put those two together, and I've got a mouth like a sailor with Tourette's. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So with that, uh, I want to talk about our our next guests. Um, This this group's been out there for uh, years. Um, Its members have changed over the years. You know, it's evolved. Uh, I really like what it is now, which is um, a group that goes out, rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever, seriously, because I know it's snowing like crazy over there. Um, And yet they go out and they try to uh, make people aware of what's going on in their neighborhood, for one thing. I was with them this summer when they were out there posting up flyers in Harlem at night. Uh, So many of the people we ran into in Harlem didn't know that uh, there had been this subway guy attacking people just after he asked them what time it was. They'd go to look at their, you know, whatever, their phones. And then he, he'd hit him, and he hit him so hard, he, he broke a, a jaw or two, and he, he'd really uh, seriously hurt a couple of people. But, you know, we're out there with them posting flyers, and the people walking by looking at these flyers had no idea that that was going on. So um, this group is out there trying to make people aware. This group is out there trying to fight crime. And uh, I believe it was last summer they had a free self-defense class out in, uh, out in the park. They've um, volunteered for Occupy. uh, They were a big part of Occupy um, Wall Street. Out there trying to be neutral and keep the peace in the camps themselves. And um, gosh, the list just goes on and on and on. And uh, the reason I'm doing this and not bringing the guest on yet is because (laughs) last I heard the guest was trying desperately to make it home. He was driving and... um, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to chat a little before he gets here. But there are these people who go out and they do these things for their neighborhoods. I call them heroes because the things they do are heroic. So depending on your definition of heroism, and it varies, of course, you might not think it's so heroic. You might think it's just something that people should do every day. It is. But people don't do it. And the fact that these people are doing it, whatever adversities they encounter you know some are poor as hell you know some are older some are all alone and they still do it so i consider them heroes and so far we've had someone from like i said clearwater florida that superhero that's who who uh, is out there in the clearwater florida area i've we've had atlanta georgia's uh crimson fist and he's out there and we've also had, uh, you're looking at me bug like you don't remember who, who we've had before that. Really? <laughs> it's okay. I'm testing his memory and really I'm stalling because I'm drawing a blank too. I have loved everybody that we've had on board. But, but I've got these notes in front of me and they're addling my brain. Well, we're going to have to edit this part out because I'm quite embarrassed. It's possible not to do anything 
awful for five seconds. I know, right? I don't blame you. You know what? I'm going to cheat here because uh, the people cheat. the people that we've had on board, they're going to go, great. Thanks, Rock. Thanks for not remembering who the hell you've had on as a guest. You know, between trying to do free security at my kid's school, and uh, which I do I'm every day. Here. Okay, hang on. And um, trying to take care of my family and uh, work and do everything else. My brain gets a little adult. I can't even say the word adult every now and then. So shut up. Sometimes I, wanna, I forget. I want to bring him in because. Hang on, just a second. We got to give him a nice intro, and uh, okay. everything else. Thank you. You know what? We had. Here we go. I'm kicking myself. Some of my favorite people started this series off. San Diego's Extreme Justice League, and yes, and now Bugs going. Oh, duh. That's right. Some of my absolute favorite people. So, um, dude, I'm not, I wasn't even going to say that. I was, you were thinking it. I wasn't thinking. You were thinking about not saying it. Not saying what? Saying you know what? I think we're going to have to, five bucks for whoever says that during the show. See, I didn't say you owe me $5. It does work that way. It does work that way. No. So I'm going to stop the blabbing, but I am going to welcome you to Tribe Radio because I haven't done that officially yet. Tribe Radio we try to help you live a happier, safer, healthier life, and we do that by bringing on people who know what they're talking about and who can help you do that. So, oh, you're waiting for me to say it, aren't you, Bug? I see it. You're looking at me there. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to bring him in and hit the applause button. Okay. Bring him in because this guy is amazing. I'd like to welcome Chris Dark Guardian of the New York Initiative. Woo! <laughs> I do not deserve an applause, but thank you yeah, anyway. You do. Yeah, you do. You deserve the applause, DJ, because, number one, you probably drove like a crazy person trying to get home. And isn't it snowing out there? Uh, it's not snowing at the moment. It did snow uh, earlier today. Yeah, it's you fine did. out there. It's fine. Look at that. Look at that. Just tough-ass New Yorkers. Let me tell you, I've been sitting here. You deserve the applause, number one, and anybody who's from New York because I'm sitting here freezing my ass off, DG. I'm freezing. I'm in California freezing because it's 40, 30, 37 degrees. Yeah, I know. What a wuss, right? You guys are what? At, at 19 People degrees. From California. I know. I know. We're wussies. <laughs> it gets below 50 and I got to bust out my, my boots, my jacket, light a fire. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's how we are. DG, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Every time Tribe Every time Tribe Radio is like, DG, can we can we pull you on for this or that? You're right here and and we really appreciate that cuz yeah. I know how busy you are. <laughs> I read how busy you are. Yeah. Happy so, to be here. No problem. This is a this is it's very, it, it wouldn't be a complete series of neighborhood heroes without you and the Newark Initiative. It wouldn't. It, does, it wouldn't make sense to me because you guys have been at this longer and and more, you know, consistently than than many of the people out there who are doing this now, who just started. Um, and, uh, oh, California Initiative Los Angeles has logged in. Right on, California Initiative Los Angeles. Welcome. Um, and I just, I want to pick your brain tonight, if you don't mind. You were on uh, a few weeks ago, um, but you were we were talking about Hero School. We will talk about that. But tonight, it's all about 
letting people who have no idea who you are, what you do, um, know how they can do what you do, number one. And number two, I invited the real-life superhero um, community to listen to this series because especially for the noobs who are out there or even for people who have been out there doing it for a while, if they're not getting their pads and you know pens out there and taking notes, I'm sorry, I, I got no hope for you guys. This is, this is who you learn from. You learn from these vets. You learn from the people with the experience and the people who are doing it right. So with that, I got to ask you, DG, how in the hell did you get started doing this? Well, it, it can be a long answer <laughs> um, uh, sometimes. Uh, but, uh, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, not such a good area. I got used to seeing crime. I was uh, mugged as a kid. I was mugged as a kid for, I was playing toy guns with my friends. And then these group of teenagers come up and try to rob us. Are you Um, serious? Wow. And I bolted through, like, alleys and jumped through yards and whatnot to get away. Um, You know, so, you know, you you have experiences like that. I remember the family car getting stolen. Uh, My best friend's mother was murdered. guy across the street was murdered. And it, it just something that sticks with you throughout your life, seeing, you know, crime and seeing the apathy to it. It's a major, major factor, but it didn't really manifest until I got older. Um, you know, as a teenager, I definitely didn't do what I should have done. I, I did a lot of wrong. I did things I shouldn't have done. And uh, I just hit a point in life where I started getting really heavy into martial arts. Uh, I started to separate myself from, from any bad things I was doing, and and I was kind of on my own, and I just always grew up loving superheroes and, and comic books, and I never had a male role model in my life that, that I could really look up to, and I always really looked up to superheroes and the fact that they would put themselves on the line, the fact that they would help others, um, even when it may be difficult for themselves. And I just thought, hey, why hasn't anybody gone out and been like a real superhero? and fought crime and helped people. So like most people do, they go on the computer and they, they search. I put in the search, real-life superheroes. Um, and this is before there was a community. This is before, you know, people were talking. This is before, you know, people even started talking on MySpace and all that stuff. Wow. And uh, it, it started on a very obscure, random blog talking about this very idea um, and, uh, we, you know, we, I remember we talked about guys like Super Barrio down in Mexico, um, Terrifica in New York, and uh, it kind of from there, everybody started talking. Some people actually were going out and doing it. Um, I started to go out and do it on my own, and I just did it in a T-shirt and jeans when I first started, just patrolling their neighborhoods. Um, you don't always come across a lot, and uh, when I first started, it, I wound up coming across people on the streets that needed help, that needed clothes, blankets, and things like that. Um, and then uh, I kind of got a little more into the superhero flair of it. Um, so it's kind of a, a long-winded answer. No, that's great. Um, that's what we're looking for. I, I never got to ask you that in person, so that's that's perfect. And, you know, you, you said something that's really bothered me. I your best friend's mom was murdered? Yeah, they used to own a, own a store, uh, and then somebody followed her home oh, with oh. the money, shot her in the head, and robbed her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they ever solve it? Uh, not that I know of, no. 
Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. And and were you a young kid when that happened? Because that's that's regardless of the age. But you know, the younger you are, yeah, man. yeah. I was I was what did I have to be? Maybe I was seven. I don't you know, something around that age. Wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my my um my son uh, uh went through a similar situation. His best friend and his dad were were murdered. Um, at the, at the same time, yeah, it's still unsolved. It's it's it, when it was when it was in a really nice neighborhood in in Northern California, and it's still it's still kind of that dark cloud over the city. But I yeah. thought for a long time that my son was going to grow up to be like I'm going to be Batman, dude, because you know <laughs> China. So, um, but yeah, that was a hard one. They were it was it was it was done almost gangster style. So, uh, and these two were probably two of the nicest people. I mean, as a kid, you know, it was an 11 year old kid and his dad, probably two of the nicest people you ever met. But yeah, stuff like that, that'll affect you. Definitely. That'll chip away at you and, and, uh, kind of shape you into what you are. Right. Yeah, it does. So yeah, definitely. So now with the martial arts training, man, and I got to watch you guys do some training, some training in New York while I was down there this summer. It's pretty awesome. Did you find that it was a really good outlet for you for a lot of, say, anger and a lot of what was going on, you know, um, to to just work out that way? Because I know you've been working out for years, right? Like over 15 yeah. years? Yeah, I've been doing it uh, yeah, since I was like about 16 so uh, I started uh, when I was a teenager, and uh, it was a great outlet. Um, it didn't click right away. It was more about the physical and more about the, you know, training and being able to defend myself. But uh, beyond that, you, you really get into the philosophy and what it's really about. And, you know, I got you got into, personally, I got into a lot of things like the samurai and the beauty oh. and serving others. And yeah. um, that definitely, I think, had a really huge effect on who I was. And I was very, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess I, I followed it pretty pretty tight and pretty well for a long time. Um, so it definitely made a huge impact in my life. And that's why I do it for a living now. Yeah, see, you you certainly do. I, You know what I never asked you? What? Uh, how did you get the name Dark Guardian? Uh it's not as cool as people would uh, ever think. Uh, it's definitely not cool at all. Um, so, you know, I started when I was like 18 years old, and I'm like sitting here thinking of names. Like, I'm like, yeah, I want to be like an iconic superhero-sounding name. Um, and I just messed around with a couple names, and then I kind of just landed on Dark Guardian, you know. Um, Iconic-sounding. Um, I'm out at night, and I'm trying to guard and protect the community. Simple as that. That's actually – that's – Makes perfect sense. It's not like you're out there, you know. You're not out there being, and I always come back to this, Mr. Stabman, <laughs> or anything like that. You know, those guys Ninja, are fantastic, by the way. Oh. Ninja Raider. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh man, Bug and I were. Uh, he was in a, a toy store, and he found. Um, what did you find? He found uh, Mr. Furious. Mr. Furious and the spleen. And the spleen figures. Can you believe that little uh, little? How what about? Six-inch action figures. Pretty good size. They're like, who the hell ever sees Mr. Furious and and the spleen? Of course, I'm kind of bummed because the bowler wasn't there. You know, so if if Janine Garofalo's you know character, I would have bought that. Actually, I probably would have bought all of them if 
Yeah. If they want those damn forty bucks a piece. Yeah, I think they were like forty bucks a pop though. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find them on eBay for cheaper. But those guys are awesome. For people who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about mystery men. And 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 I'm I'm sorry that uh, that you all you know don't know what we're talking about because you got to see mystery men. You have to, especially if, if, you're if real you life. haven't seen it. You yep. gotta watch that movie. I feel like I've been in that movie a couple times throughout my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Bug wishes he were in that movie so many yeah. times. Well, you, know what's, you know what's funny is I remember uh, our guy Eon saying, in reality, if Mystery Men were a real team, they'd be above average in the world of real life superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> but they have powers, sort of. Yeah, they they kind of come on, Mr. Furious. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He picked up a bus. Okay, I'm sorry. So we're we're digressing. Um, I want to ask you what, and and this is important because seriously, I'm I'm just getting all these hints from all these other people, and I know you have yours. So what would you tell somebody, real-life superhero or just a regular person who wants to do this, what would you tell them that they have to know how to do or they should at least get some training in before they even step foot out the door to try to patrol or any of that? So sometimes my initial reaction is just to say, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, and I've told, that, I've told that to quite a few people because this is not an easy thing. Um, it's, it's a difficult thing. I, I still can't believe I've been involved and been doing it this long. Um, it's not for everybody, uh, but if it's something you're serious about, get yourself trained. Do martial arts. Make sure it's good reality-based martial arts. If you want to do jump spinning kicks, all right, go ahead and do that, but that's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, learn how to deal with people. Uh, if you don't know how to deal with people, you shouldn't be doing this at all. You know, we, you guys, we talk about it, de-escalation. You need to learn how to deal with situations, calm things down. Um, uh, of course, you need to uh, be in shape, get yourself in shape. You don't need to be a big, buff, diesel person, but you should be in decent shape. You should be able to run. You should be able to be okay handling yourself on the street. So get in shape, yep. train martial arts, learn how to deal with people. Of course, some things like first aid, uh, knowing how to deal with somebody who may have hurt themselves. Um, but beyond that, you know, that's, that's more for if you're going to patrol. And if you want to deal with crime in any way, shape, or form, you should have those skills. But if you just want to go out and help people, um, there's not a lot you need to do. You just need to think about it, uh, listen to others who are helping people, and see what you can do. And just be smart and safe about it. You know, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say, I would tell them don't do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was pretty unexpected, but but you're right. I mean, if they're going to do it, then they've got to do it right, and th- that's what we all hope for. We don't want to hear, we so don't want to hear, okay, somebody got shot. That was it. They were out patrolling. All they were trying to do was, you know, it, break up a fight. They They tried to be the Good Samaritan, and they freaking got stabbed, you know, just from doing that. So you're absolutely right. That's, you know, if they're going to do it, Right, they're going to listen to stuff like you're telling them or other veterans are telling them. So that brings me to my next question about you um, and the New York Initiative. What is a typical night for you? I know you guys do all kinds of different things, but 
you know, for the most part, what's a typical night for you guys? What does that consist of? Um, and this is what I like to tell a lot of people. And I speak to, you know, reporters. I speak to people who want to do TV shows. And i got to say straight up, most nights aren't very exciting. Most nights are boring. Most nights are us out on the streets, walking around, maybe talking to a couple people. Um, that's the typical night. Uh, I think I think people need to understand that through the head. This isn't a comic book. This isn't a movie. This is real life. Uh, you think police are all over the place. They don't come across crime all the time. Most of the time, they're reacting to it. Um, I think this is a, this is a problem a lot of people have, especially people who may be new or haven't done this. Most of what we do is extremely boring. Um, you know, I was even talking to some guy who wanted to do a TV show, works for a big company, and he's trying to be like, oh, yeah, like, we want to do something really exciting, and, you know, you guys uh, have to get physical with people and this and that. And I'm like, and he, he, he mentioned wanting to talk to somebody else. And I was like, you know what? If you're looking for the ridiculousness, you're looking for stupidity, go with them. What we do is real. What we do is the real deal. There's no, there's no bullshit here. You know, we, we go and do real things on the streets. We don't do anything stupid. We don't do anything ridiculous. We're real people making a real difference. And I think that's what, what everybody needs to really focus on. Um, if you want to add some flair, you know, you want to have a cool costume, um, fine. But be realistic about it. Uh, don't try to be like, look at me, I have a cape on, or look at me, I have this rubber mask, I look so cool. No, you don't. You look like a jackass. You look like a jackass. Criminals think you look like a jackass. People in the community think you look like a jackass. People who are like that, they're a joke. They're like, to me, they're like the naked cowboy in New York City. They're, they're a fun, theatric thing to look at. Um, you know, groups who go out and, and, and work hard and, and work in a real way, um, those are the ones I respect, the ones that make a difference, whether it's handing out food, whether it's doing crime patrols. Um, I kind of uh, went a little further into this question. <laughs> No, no, keep going. Um, what was the original question? Because I know I totally went off track. Oh no, you did. Uh, you, I was asking you what a typical uh, night was for you and the team. But yeah, it, it's generally going out, hitting the streets. Uh, beforehand, we always like to see what's going on. We try to pick uh, pick a particular issue that's going on. You know, obviously, you can just read the news, uh, check crime mapping, and things like that and you can see what's going on. And we try to tackle a specific problem. A lot of people, unfortunately, they will just go out and randomly just patrol. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, but we find the most success in when we're finding a specific problem and tackling it. It's definitely been the most successful because I've done it for years where i just like, all right, let me check out this area. But we find specific problems. We do things like print up wanted flyers and... Uh, different things like that and get them out in the community and talk to the community. And those have really been uh, what we've been focused on recently, and we've definitely found a good amount of success in that. Um, it's not always going to be exciting. Uh, you know, the, the common thing I would say is breaking up a fight. Um, you're going to find out, in which obviously you don't run in the middle of it unless somebody's in serious danger or may get really hurt, um, is, you know, breaking it up from the sidelines. Hey, let's break it up, guys, whatever. The cops are on their way. Simple, easy ways to break up fights without getting yourself. You don't have to run in and pepper spray anybody. You don't have to yell, oh, you know, like, I'm a superhero, stop. No, that's dumb. 
just, hey, you know, you know, calm down, guys. You know, the cops are on their way. You know, things like that. Simple ways to break up altercations. And I've dealt with things like drug deals threatening my life, pimps threatening my life, um, you know, uh, big gangs of people getting into fights, uh, you know, crazy stuff. A guy breaking a bottle, holding up to me, a guy flashed a gun at us, you know. Different things happen, but a typical night is going to be boring. It's going to be walking the streets and being involved in the community. But I think that's what really uh, yields the best results long term. Very good. Thank you. Because it's true. People go out there and they think that's the misconception. They think that they're going to get out there and go, you know, pull a a Batman move. I, I keep referring back to Batman because I think he's probably America's favorite, you know, superhero. Because Dark Guardian is Batman. Because Dark Guardian is Batman, I just said. Hey, the, the, daily news, the Daily News called me Batman, so I, I am, I'm going to officially take the title in real life. There you go. It's official. It's in print. It's official, right. It's in print. Oh, see, the news is out. And we busted it wide open right here on Tribe Radio. There you go. Now he has to kill you, Bug, because you told everybody. Wow. Anyway, um, but... I was going to say, people think they're going to go out there and they're going to see action every freaking night, and then they get discouraged because the fourth or fifth night out, they're going, man, I'm just hitting the pavement. I'm just putting miles on my shoes. And it's what's going to happen, kids. That's the reality. You know, it's it's important to be consistent, though. You can't give up when it's not going your way. What the hell? How would you get anywhere doing that? But, you know, um, the one night that you're out there, and you assist in some way, you know, something as simple as as helping a tourist not get lost. You know, seriously. I mean, New York's full of tourists. San Francisco's full of tourists, man. Um, Even just helping them not get lost, that's important. You know, from that to the polar end of the spectrum, which is, you know, saving a life, man, that makes it all worth all those those nights that you didn't see any action, you know. and that, that's something I'm trying to get across to the RLSH who are listening. You, you don't have to make up lies either. That drives me crazy. Don't make up lies about what uh, didn't happen, you know, on your patrol, because it really didn't happen. You know it didn't. So it's, it's okay. That makes no sense. Right. Um, so, and, and speaking of stories about what happened or, or didn't happen, you know what? I know you've got some stories. I've seen you in the HBO documentary. I saw you talking to that guy. That guy was, DG, how tall are you? Uh, I'm about 5'8", I would say. That guy that was in your face in the documentary, I swear to God, he looks like he's 6'10", or something like that. Uh, he, he could have been that tall, yeah. Um, what? That's not even he's, exaggeration. He's a huge, he's huge. huge guy. My, my buddy uh, Carmelo, that was... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I've, I've been down to the police precinct and they've talked to me about him uh, because, you know, they've seen the videos and things like that. And uh, uh, it was one night when we were getting ready to go out there and then a couple uh, cops come up I'm like, hey, you. I'm like, I'm like looking around like me. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, they're like, no, you're not in trouble. You know, the, uh, the lieutenant wants to talk to you. So I'm like, all right, I'll wow. come down to the precinct. Um, so they bring me down to the precinct, and everybody knows who I am there. They're like, oh, it's like, you know, one woman officer was like, oh, I thought you were taller. I was like, <laughs> 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 um, you know, so, wow. you know, uh, but they they were friendly. Uh, you know, they they were like, hey, like, you know, we, we try to do our best out there. We can't just run up to these guys and pat them down and, 
you know, it's it's like, you know, we know they're up to no good, but, you know, we need information from people to go in and do something. Um, you know, and he was telling me, like, yeah, that guy Carmelo's been shot in the head, um, and he's still out there dealing drugs. He's been arrested 50 times. Some of these guys have been arrested 100 times. It's like they get oh arrested and they back out on the streets. Um, and they just didn't want to see me get hurt or anybody else get hurt, uh, which is totally understandable. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, cop, the cops have been okay with me. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, dealing with those drug dealers out there, it was just something, you know, I kind of started very early on uh, around the Washington Square Park area doing some of this and meeting up with some other people, some other people who are, who are absolutely nuts. And, obviously, when I first started, I didn't know any better um, because there were so few people actually doing this. Like, I, you know, I used to go out with some crazy people, uh, which I'm glad I don't talk to and haven't talked to for a very, very long time. Wow. But... And I would just notice drug dealers just openly and brazenly selling drugs, sometimes in the middle of the day. Um, and these drug dealers were particularly selling uh, a lot of cocaine. They were selling eight balls of cocaine out there, no problem. Um, you know, it, it was pretty crazy to me. So I started doing things like reporting it to the police and getting information to them, and I just felt like not enough was happening. So I decided to start kicking them out on my own and going in there with a camera and a couple people and... Uh, taking back the park and disrupting their uh, their business out there. And I think it, it made somewhat of a difference. It got on the news, um, it got the attention of the police, and I think it helped them step up their efforts as well. Uh, but, you know, there's only so much you could do with things like that. Um, you know, I know there's, you know, there's probably people in the park selling drugs right now, to be honest, but I like to think I at least disrupted one bad group of people. Um, you know, it's a never-ending battle. Right. And, you know, Washington Square Park, that's one of my favorite places out there. So, And you're right, there's families. There's ki- Yeah, there's lots of kids out there. Um, so that's, that's good that you did that, and, and it worked. It worked that night. But you're right, even even if it's just, you know, one time, hey, you do what you can. Right? So I have to ask you, um, because, like I said, you have some – I was starting to say you have the best stories, uh, I'm sure, because – I saw one of them, you know, on HBO, that HBO documentary. By the way, the documentary is called Superheroes, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's the one that uh, was directed by Michael Barnett. So if you guys are interested, you know, it was on Netflix for the longest time, but I'm sure you can find it. You just Google it. They have a website, Superheroes. Um, Now, I want to know what your scariest moment was out there, because you've been doing this for a while, and I'm sure there's at least a couple. Um, yeah, I would say uh, a couple times, uh, you know, I'd say one of the most recent scarier ones was down in Harlem. Uh, there was a, a particular park, uh, the lights are out at night, and uh, a bad element goes in there. Um, and there was a lot of pimping going on. Um, and there was, uh, I remember we walked through the park, and we see a hooker giving a blowjob to a guy in the middle of the park. Um, and we're like, what the hell is going on? And there's a lot of, you know, tough-looking guys hanging out in there. This guy is on the corner scoping things out. So there's a whole little operation going on out there. Um, You know, we were kind of, you know, being around the area, checking it out. Um, And then one of the pimps decides to come up to us. What are you guys doing out here and whatnot, you know? And um, he wasn't sure if we were cops or not, and he was still threatening us. Um, And then he proceeds to get on his phone uh, to his buddy AK, and says, oh, you need to come over here and take care of these white boys. Um, and 
Wow. So we, we, we managed to get the police there. Um, and the great thing is later on we found out, not because the, the cops told us or anything, uh, it's they're just checking out some of the NYPD stuff, is that um, they wound up uh, arresting the guy uh, because of our calls, um, and they got him on a couple gun charges and a couple drug charges. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know. Yeah. So uh, that was definitely, I'd say, the recently most scary uh, thing we, we've had to deal with. Um, but before that, of course, dealing with those drug dealers is a scary thing. You know, I got my life threatened uh, more times than I can remember. I remember going in there with just, like, you know, two other guys, and, uh, you know, they had a whole crew ready for us. And this is after I've been busting their chops for a long time. Um, and there's, like, ten of them and, like, three of us. And we're like, you know what? We had a conversation with them. We're like, hey, guys, like, you know, you're trying to make a living, but this ain't the right way to do it. We don't care if you're selling, you know, some, some pot or whatever, but you guys are selling hard drugs out here. You guys are ripping people off, you know. And they're going on about how their lives and what they do and messing with their living. And, uh, you know, we had to walk away at that point because, you know, there's ten of them, three of us, you know. They probably have weapons. So we're like, you know what, whatever, you know, call it a night. You know, put a call into the police. You know that that's all you can do. Sometimes it's it's a lot of these scumbags on the streets aren't worth your life or your uh, your health. So you got to know when it's time to walk away, um, and and you can't really be ashamed of things like those. Yeah, um, in fact, that's the smarter thing to do. It's not you know that's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to be <laughs> proud of, knowing that you know when to say when. Yeah, if you can live another day to do more good, it's 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 worth <laughs> it's mm-hmm. worth not getting in that bad situation. No kidding. And, uh, of, and uh, a lot of times things just happen in your regular everyday life. You know, it's not everything's gonna happen while you're on patrol. I remember one night, one of the, the craziest uh, things I've, I've uh, dealt with. I was out for pizza. Um, you know, I'm getting ready to go home, and I see this guy run from a, a bar like, really weirdly across the street to a convenience store. So um, he was high on something. He was freaking out. He was running through the store, throwing stuff down, um, freaking out, yelling some incoherent craziness. Um, You know, so, you know, I walked across. You know, he was going nuts. I I cornered him. I was like, hey, dude, you know, calm down. Um, They called the police. Um, Then he proceeded to grab a bottle and smash it. Now he has a broken bottle. Um, so I, you know, I corner him down an aisle and I'm just making sure everybody gets out of the store, get out of the store. Um, you know, I'm standing right in front of him. He's throwing like cans and bottles at me and stuff. Um, and I'm just like, Hey, you know, you know, you know, calm down, take it easy. Wow. Uh, and I waited there and it took the police, unfortunately, like 20 minutes to get there, which is absolutely absurd. Right. Um, considering the area wasn't a bad area and the cops don't have a lot worse things to deal with. Um, you know, so, and I just kept in there. As soon as the police walked in, the, the guy just dropped on the floor and knew, you know, it was over. But, uh, you know, it was a scary thing, you know. I, I, I you know, <laughs> I was ready to, you know, do something to him if, if he came at me. Uh, it was definitely a scary situation. I'm glad nothing bad came out of it on his end or my end, because the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody. Right. That's an important point, too, boys and girls. Are you listening? The last thing he wants to do is hurt anybody. He will defend himself. He's a teacher, a martial arts teacher, for crying out loud. But it's not like he wants the opportunity to go in there guns blazing just to just to practice his skills, right? No. 
No, it's it's a scary situation. And I had a, I had a little knife on me, and I'm like, do I have to stab this guy? Like, I don't know, you know, because <laughs> you know he's got a bottle. He can kill me. He can kill somebody else in there. Why are and, you laughing, you know, Buck? Buck's laughing. These are the kind of things that Gregory reminds. Oh right, <laughs> right, exactly, DG. What did you just say? What did you just say, Bug? He's laughing for some reason. What did you say? You didn't hear? I said, does Dark Guardian have to cut a bitch? Wow. No. <laughs> Oh my god! This is why we don't normally have a microphone in front of you, Bug. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm not used to hearing him. What happened? Did you allow him to step out in front of the microphone? I know. It's a, he, there, there, he doesn't. He never wants to be on the mic. He there's a mic between us right now, so he can say anything he wants. But he chooses to speak through sound bites, just like you know. You're robot. mocking me, aren't you? Yes, I am, Bug. <laughs> and the thing is, every time he does one of those, he looks right at me <laughs> as if he's saying what he just... Um... Meat! Yes, just just like that. <laughs> okay, so let me let that uh, get back to Dark Guardian, who we're supposed to be talking to, Bug. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to go to a, another good story that involves a New York Initiative member, Snipe. Uh, just a really great example of when we talk about de-escalation. Uh, we're out in the village uh, patrolling when there's a lot of muggings and stuff going on. Uh, so we're in the area. Um, some guy must have got spooked out somehow, some way. He was kind of emotionally disturbed. Um, and uh, he grabbed, uh, like, one of the supports for, for, like, a new tree, you know, the big, long pole. Right. So he grabbed right. one of those, went out in the middle of a uh, busy 7th Avenue, very busy street, and started swinging it, wildly yelling things. Wow. Um, so the team quickly reacts to that, goes, you know, gets him out of the street, um, you know, and the guy's still going wild, and, you know, Snipe just goes, hey, man, you know, hey, my name is Snipe, what's your name, and puts out his hand to shake his hand. The guy still has the, the club in his hand, the, the big uh, stick, um, and the guy drops it, shakes his hand, and we just start a conversation. Um, some other people I know would have probably tackled him and hurt him, and it was a right. guy who, who is, he's not all there, he's emotionally stressed, um, and it's somebody that doesn't need to be handled in that way. Um, so it, it's, it just worked out really well. And Snipe, the, just a fantastic leader and a great example of the way you should be while you're out there. Oh, my God. I love that story. I love it for two reasons. Well, because of the, the main message, which is the whole de-escalation thing. You know, that guy just, ah, he reacted to somebody just, you know, being friendly. Hey, you know, what's your name? Number two, I've I've met Snipe and hung out with Snipe. That guy is big. He could beat the crap out of somebody if he wanted to, but he didn't. That's that's awesome. I I love that. Um and that boys and girls is what happens when you use the escalation. You can actually help save yourself as well as the person who's kind of losing it. Especially with you know, that's a good point, DG, the the, the people who are mentally ill. Man, it's it's yeah. not personal. They're just going off, you know. And yeah, and can yeah, you can't it, it you can't take it personally. I you know, uh, real quick story. I was in New Orleans, um, for the Nation of Heroes documentary tour, and and we did run into you know we were out there near the Superdome, uh, giving out some water and some. Some supplies to the homeless. Lots of homeless out there under this big freeway thing. You're pretty much on your own. No one can see you under there, so you had to be really careful. 
this we were trying to uh John Drop of the Washington Initiative was trying to administer um some first aid to this to this guy who had a fresh few cuts on his body. And um this girl we noticed a girl walking across the parking lot toward us and she just had this zombie like look in her eye and uh it turns out she was on some serious meds or drugs or something. But she ended up uh trying to swing at us. And we didn't know her from Adam. She tried to swing at me specifically. I didn't know her. <clears throat> she just kind of zeroed in on me. And um, but I had my hands up the whole time. In fact, she uh, she got into my circle of uh, I call it my circle of fear. <laughs> but she got into my personal space and and she did swat at my hands a couple of times. But I I kept telling her I don't have any I don't have any you know fight with you. I don't I don't know you. I you know I got nothing against you. This is not with you. And like you, I know people who would have taken her down at that point. There's a point where, yes, if she would have gotten any closer, I would have had to stop her from hurting me. But keeping your hands up and repeating that, you know, that that you don't have a fight with them is a good way to remind them, it's not me, it's not me. I know you're upset, you know. Um, if she weren't so angry, it would have been cool to talk to her like Snipe did, but she was she was just really off on a roll. Yeah. Uh, but she ended up, you know, she ended up walking walking away from that. No one got hurt. I didn't get hurt. She didn't get hurt. And sometimes, you know, even though it doesn't make such an awesome story, oh, I took him down, dude, I broke his arm or whatever. So what? The better story is no one got hurt. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I was wondering... Um, What's, can you tell all the listeners the caller number in case uh, you have any callers you want to jump on and talk a little bit? Absolutely. The call number is 347-327-9350. Again, that's 347-327-9350. We've got people in the chat room, too. Um, got a few people in the chat room. Nice. Um, they're actually talking about... Uh, Besides the skateboards and such, you're talking about costumes, um, you know, because you were talking about costumes earlier, and they were talking about costumes to um, attract, you know, uh, attention to what they're doing. And and you had mentioned that already, something about, you know, if you, if like us, we wear costumes during um, events, you know, so that people will notice us. Um and I think someone else is typing here. Ah, oh, Captain Caregiver is on. And he says, hello. He's saying hello to you, DG. So oh, all right. there you go. This is an awkward phone to radio to uh, <laughs> right. conversation. But, but hello. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as far as I, I think the costume thing brings up another good point. And it's something I'm a little torn on yeah. um, because I, I, think, I think it has a time and a place. And what we do um, does center around uh, garnering attention to issues and problems and dealing with the media, most certainly. Um, I'm really, really sickened and disgusted by the media and by what's on television and and the kind of things they they look for. um, we do, there's, there's people who do amazing things, just like anybody in the real-life superhero community or any of us do. Um, they do it without any attention. They do it without any press. Uh, they do it just because they want to do it. Right. Um, 
Um, I, I like this this because it does garner media attention, not because it makes me feel good about myself, but because it's, it's talking about issues, and it's talking about people going out and trying to do something. Um, the media doesn't want to cover, uh, you know, Joe Nobody, uh, who's uh, out doing it with a couple people uh, who are doing it in a T-shirt and jeans. They, they love the superhero thing. They love the, uh, you know, look at these guys who are superheroes, and, you know, they dress a little different. And um, it, it's really sad that it takes that to get involved in the media and to get involved in the bigger culture. Um, and uh, I think this is, it, it's, it's fun to dress up. It's fun to throw your own, own flair on things. Um, kind of the most I do nowadays is a little face paint. Um, but I, I do think it's cool to have your own flair, your own style. You, you know, it's, it's good to stand out. Um, but don't, the whole crazy costume thing drives me nuts. Because it's it's just not realistic. Uh, it's not uh, it's not smart. It's not the best way to deal with uh, criminals in any way. It's not the best way to deal with people in the community. It's not the best way to deal with people you're helping. Um, I think that you, you need a certain amount of realism to what you're doing. It, you know, you you love superheroes. You love what they stand for, and you want to you know call yourself a superhero and dress superhero like. That's cool. Go for it 100%. But be realistic about what you're wearing. Um, if you don't look good in spandex, don't freaking wear it. Um, I don't think that's been said enough to everybody. Um, if you can't pull it off, don't. Um, sometimes I'll put on a, a you know, a Under Armour or, you know, a spandex something every once in a while or whatever, and I look at myself and I'm like, I don't know if I should wear this. Um, you, you know? Um, if you don't look good in it, don't wear it, all right? Um, it's not intimidating to a big belly out of the spandex. Um, <laughs> but be realistic. Be smart about it. It's cool to have a flair. It's cool to dress a little different. Uh, you know, it'll gain some attention from people in the community. It, it certainly has with the media. Um, but, uh, you know, just be smart about it, obviously, uh, it's taken many years, but now it's kind of a common thing. Yeah, capes aren't a good idea. Um, grappling hooks aren't a good idea. I remember when those things were things that were being debated amongst people who were doing this or wanted to do this. Um, and I always used to be like, are you guys dumb? And then people would get mad at me. Um, and be like, no, grappling hooks could be so useful. You know, and like, I'm like, I'm like really? Like, I don't know, but... Uh, I, I've been through the whole gambit through this whole real-life superhero community thing, and, uh, you know, it's definitely at a different and weird place now, but I think it's better than what it's been in the past. I think there's um, a big separation now with uh, with those who take it seriously in in any capacity. I mean, you can, you can take it seriously and be someone who hands out food, you know, um, mm-hmm. And those who take it seriously as far as the patrolling and the crime fighting aspect goes, yeah, you know, and you're finding there are new people who do come out. There's always going to be, especially the new people that come out who who want to just wear the cape and run, run, mind you, after um, the bad guy. So and and I understand. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm I'm all down for the costumes. I think do the costume if you want. If you're out with a group that does costumes, 
you know, have a good time. But like DG said and other people that we've had on, be realistic about what you can and cannot do. If you really think that face um, is going to be saved by hiding it behind a, oh, I don't know, a wolf mask made of, of, of paper mache, if you think that's going to keep you safer or if you think it's going to keep you safer behind some plastic, it's not. It's just going to add to the impact. So um, be really yeah, careful. And, and you got you got to know your area because uh, some of the stuff people wear and do just won't fly here in New York. Uh, certain areas, yeah, the people will love it. But uh, you go to, go to East New York, you go to Brooklyn, you go to Harlem, see, see how well that's received. Um, you know, there's certain people doing this who I would love to see try doing in a certain areas that we work in. And they'll quickly learn their lesson. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, on on that, uh, we have a, a comment in the chat room. Um, I believe it's Sarah from the uh, Initiative Los Angeles. said, last Saturday I was in San Diego enjoying the XGL for their winter handout. Uh, more people were screaming praise and thanking them opposed to ridiculing them. The presence that they've created for themselves in that area is impressive. But here's the thing. I've been out on patrol with them, you know, a couple times too. Um, and they do get noticed a lot. And they do get noticed in a good way. Um, but I believe that can be attributed more, not, not necessarily to, you know, the whole costume aspect, but their their consistency. Because regardless of what they're wearing, since they're so damn consistent, people would still know who they were. If they all wore, um, you know, a, a white shirt and they patrolled every week, people would still know who they were and they'd, they'd thank them. Um, so it's not necessarily the costume that's, that's getting them the, the, the praise and the, and the notice. It's, uh, it's the consistency. I so, think they're fantastic. I love Mr. I, Extreme. And if you see, I love them, if, yeah. If you watch that documentary, you see he, he was just on his own doing it to where he is today. It's, it's amazing. It's a great story, uh, and, and I, I love that, that, man, this guy is, no matter what, trying to help others. Um, oh, man. You know, no you know his, story, his story brings freaking tears to my eyes because I, I respect that man for his hard work, his dedication. And, uh, you know, like I said, it depends on the area. It depends on kind of what you're doing right. exactly. Um, like I said, certain things won't fly in certain areas. Um, but in certain areas, it will be really well received. Um, and New York is such a weird, diverse place that you can go a couple minutes away and something will be well received. And then you go a couple minutes more and it's going to be, possibly a problem um you know that's kind of the 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 weird uh, dichotomy of new york um where neighborhoods change within a couple minutes walk um, no kidding yeah so so it, it, it's different um and uh like i said i don't i don't say hey don't don't do that if it's working for you if you're doing good god bless you i love you continue doing it but just be smart be aware um and uh, do what works best. Exactly. Now, I, you know, I when you say that about Mr. Extreme, oh, man, that guy, you, you've met him before, right, DG? I believe you've met him, haven't um, you? I, I haven't personally met him. We've spoken. Um, you know, I remember we, we used to trade emails back in the day. Um, you know, we've spoken online but uh, other than that, we haven't personally met. Oh, definitely man. I would love to meet one day. Yeah, I would love that. we got to get you out here for Project Hope next year. Um, 
and hopefully it'll uh, be two days. It'll be L.A. and and um, San Diego, which would be great. But that guy, you're right. If you love him now, wait till you meet him in person. He's I I got to put a shout out there for for uh, Mr. Extreme. I think he's one of my very favorite people in this entire community. Um, to me, he embodies what this whole thing's about. He's he's so selfless. It's all about helping people, and that's it. Regardless of what it costs him, whatever sacrifices, you know, he's got. So, um, Captain Caregiver saying in Toronto, a colorful costume fits right in. It does in Toronto, and it does also in uh, Vancouver, where uh, Thanatos is from, because uh, his his costumes have been um, working for him for years now. But again, it depends on what you're doing, and it depends on where you are. So, if it's working for you out there, yeah, just keep being safe. DG. I got to ask you another question about uh, some stories, if you don't mind. I I okay. want to hear one of your funny stories because you're a funny um, guy. I didn't realize what a funny guy you were until like, because I, I got to tell you, you're so serious. And then people, yeah, you know, I, I've heard that <laughs> um, people think I'm just very stoic, and um, unless you know me, you think I I'm did. a very stoic guy. I'm a very serious guy, and especially I online. Remember. Um, I've had people say, like, like I, I posted, like, a funny picture, and then somebody was like, wow, I didn't know you actually had a sense of humor. Um, I was like, oh, man. Oh. oh, man. Yeah, I thought you were, I was going, wow, DJ, man, when I met you, you know, this uh, this past summer, I was going, because, you know, I felt like I already knew you for, for being in the initiative so long, but then when I met you, I was like, Man, DJ's so damn serious all the time. But then you're out there, you're, you're flying at night in Harlem, you know. It's like I, I don't know why I expected you to be singing and dancing in the street. So, you know, it was completely appropriate to be as serious as you were. But now I'm fine. And now, man, you're a joker, too. So Yeah, you got to have a sense of humor, uh, especially with the people you work with. you got to be able to cut loose, relax, and... Uh, you know, me and the initiative guys, we always talk about going out and just hanging out because we spend so much time doing this and then dealing with our regular lives, and uh, we just we just need a night out where we just go hang and have a couple <laughs> drinks. Um, and we've been talking about this for years, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so wow. It, it's something on our list. But, uh, but yeah, I gotta, it's definitely a lot of funny stuff, I would say, around the village. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it's in just what people say to us. Um, and, uh, you know, like, uh, guys commenting on our ass, uh, while in the village, um, you know, <laughs> funny things like that. Um, that's some funny stuff. And just the, the weird stuff people call us like, oh, you know, you guys are, you guys are like ninjas, right? You guys are like Batman, you know? And then like, and then we kept saying to people one night, like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you guys are what? Skateboard ninjas? Like, no, we're Batman skateboard ninjas. Um, so people would ask, what are, you, "What are you guys? We're Ninja Batman, and you know, like we're Ninja Turtles. Like we would just, you know, we would do that sometimes, um, which is pretty funny. Uh, all the ridiculousness Uh-oh. people say, and oh man, um, well things like that. <laughs> yeah, you guys Ninja are like Batman. ninjas, right? Yeah, yeah. We could tell you. <laughs> we have to kill you. Ninja. Wow. Skateboard, Batman, I don't know, I forgot. There's a lot of different ways to say it. That's that's pretty funny. Now, um, that'd be funny if you guys all turned in unison and went, we're Batman. I I can't hear my voice is going, but you get it. 
Thanks, Bug. Yeah. I know Bug wants to launch into his Batman voice. Stop. I want to do it. It won't sound as good. <laughs> nah, it won't sound as good. Um, now, I have to ask you about something you've got on the uh, going right now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading my notes and trying to talk at the same time. I, I want to hear about, let's pretend that uh, nobody's ever heard of, of your um, hero school. And uh, has you know no idea what I'm talking about right now. There's a what? There's a school for heroes. What the hell are you guys going to teach her? Go ahead and give us your pitch, DG, because this this is I love the idea and I'd love it if you share it with everybody. Sure, I'm working on opening up Hero, which is going to be the first superhero school, and uh, it's going to teach martial arts, self-defense, parkour, but more than that, we're going to teach heroic ideas and values, how to help people, how to help others, and help your community. And it's going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's going to be something that's going to change the world. I have a real firm belief that it will make a real positive impact and make a real difference in the world. It's going to be used, uh, of course, not only to better everybody who steps in our door. We're going to teach them to be physically their best, mentally their best, um, and also how to live a heroic lifestyle, uh, which I don't think is taught enough, uh, especially in enough places. Um, and beyond that, it's going to be really be the headquarters of all the activities we participate in. It's going to be a place we can meet, we can get together, we, we can plan events, we can hold charity events, we can uh, have days to uh, feed the homeless there. We can uh, hold blood drives. There's going to be so many amazing things we could do with this place. And it's also going to be a place to train new people. Now we have the facility. We have the equipment. We have the trainers. Uh, and we're going to be able to train more and more people to get involved and really build a real big, strong force in New York City. Uh, it's, it's, to me, it's a, it's a life-changing, community-changing, world-changing thing. And I think it, it will spread eventually. Um, so uh, I'm excited. we got a fundraiser going on. Uh, definitely didn't raise as much uh, as I would like, but, you know, whatever it is, I'm getting ready. Um, some, you know, stuff I haven't really told anybody besides a, a couple small select people. Um, I'm leaving my job in January, and um, everything in my life is going to be committed to making this happen. Awesome. Um, so that's it. Um, you know, it's scary. It is a scary thing. I'm personally freaking out about it. Um, but that's going to make me, force me to make it successful. Um, and right. all my time and all my efforts going to be committed to, to opening the facility up and running it and, and doing it right. Um, I'm out looking for places. Uh, you know, I just checked out a place, uh, I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday I checked out a cool place in Bushwick. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm looking. Uh, I'm working hard to, to get this going. Uh, there's still time to donate. I think there's only like nine days left. Um, you can, you know, check me out on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to start using Twitter more uh, because Facebook, I have, you know, whatever, 6,000 and what likes, but my posts don't reach everybody because Facebook's being a, yeah. a crap, greedy Definitely. company. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to get to Twitter more. It's Twitter slash Dark Guardian SH. Dark Guardian SH. Uh, yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, you know, follow me on Twitter and, you know, the other sites. If you find my Facebook, you'll find me posting plenty of the links to the to the fundraiser. But uh, regardless of what I raise, the school is opening. I'm taking out giant a giant line of credit from the bank, uh, spending all my personal money on it. Um, uh, I just uh, need it to be successful. 
You know, I like the fact that you're you're quitting your job, man. That's commitment because you know what? That's taking away the safety net. So now you have to walk this line. So I love that. That shows the the just the level of commitment you've got to this school. And I'll be honest, DG, you ever start selling stocks or whatever, man? I'm I'm buying some. So uh, well, I, I got a, Captain Caregiver. He's a he's he's offering. He's saying I'm a writer. If I can help prepare slash lay out written notes, I'd like to help. So, see, so you got some some help there. <clears throat> yeah, right. And uh, anything we can do, we'll keep pushing your uh, the fundraiser. Because Thanks. I'll be honest, if you were here in Cali, I would enroll my son. I'd enroll myself. Yep. I'd enroll my son. You know what I mean? The family would be going there. Because right now, this sounds like a community center on steroids. It really does. Yeah, it is in a lot of ways. And, uh it's something, you know, I really believe it will be successful, um, and I don't like to get ahead of myself, mm-hmm. um, but I could see it being something that, that opens in several places, and I'm very, um, I've been involved in the martial arts industry for a long time. I worked for some of the best. Um, uh, I worked for, uh, you know, you may know him, a guy, Dave Kovar. Um, mm-hmm. He's very well known out in the Sacramento area, just amazing martial arts instructor and uh, uh, school owner, and, uh, you know, I learned a lot of stuff, and I understand the systems and the way things need to be run, and uh, I think it's something that can definitely eventually be duplicated in other cities. So oh, I would love to love for it to spread around. Yeah, I was just going to say, come on now. If you've got that one going, you set it up in New York, you get whatever kinks you need to get out, then you come down to Cali and help us set one up over here and hire <laughs> us so we can work for you because you've got to franchise this thing. Um, Seattle is saying, much respect, DG. They're in the chat room, and Captain Caregiver is saying your, your superhero school is a great idea. It is. It's a great idea. Who wouldn't want to put their kids themselves in a school like this? You know, um, it, the, the whole the aspect of, of, of it being training plus community, all the community things that you can do, that, to me, it's, I'd, I'd hang out there all the time. They'd, they'd get tired of right. it. So, uh, you know, maybe open one in Toronto someday. Yes, that's a, yes, that's a suggestion in the chat room, too. I agree. Um, and I agree that it could change the world because kids have – we all remember, DJ. You remember what it was like to be a, a you know preteen and a teen. What the hell did you do with all your energy? Nothing good, right? Uh, not a good thing, no. Me either. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we had something like? Can you imagine if we would have had something like this while we were growing up? Holy crap! Uh, it I, makes you know, a difference. Yeah. Big. Yeah, difference. and then we want to. Uh, we also want to run uh, some uh, programs for. Uh, people who uh, who are low-income, people who can't afford classes. Um, you know, so we're looking to hopefully start a separate program on our days off. Um, you know, obviously we need to go through some organizations and things like that because then all people just come in and saying, hey, like, you know, I'm low-income. It's like, how do I know that? But uh, we'd like to go through different organizations and uh, find kids who are really in need and uh, and have them enroll in our free program. Um and that that'll definitely make a difference, you know. Not not just in uh, we don't want to make a difference in just people who can afford it. We want to make a difference in people who 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 are impoverished, who have problems, and and can definitely use it. And, and instead of turning to to a, a negative life, um, they could turn to a life of heroism. I was just going to say that that's you know you're doing your upstream crime fighting because you're getting to people before they fall into the pit of. Um, or the water, what I say is, is crime, 
you know, instead of being like, say, a cop who who fights crime downstream, you know, you're reacting to whatever they've already done. You guys are helping upstream and and keeping them from becoming, you know, gang members, whatever, you know, criminal in the first place. I think that in itself is fantastic. Um, I like the fact that you've got somebody like uh, Jeremy Spider Gallant, who's he's going to be doing the parkour, right? He is just, he's amazing. Uh, he really is. Uh, the things he does is just, it's, it's ridiculous. When yeah, you first right. meet him and you see it, you're, you're like, your jaw drops. You, you, know, you guys are witnesses. Right. So. And, yeah, we got to witness it, and I, our jaws, literally, we went, what? Did he just run up that wall and flip over? No hands? Wow, that's, that's crazy. Um, I got to tell you, if I could do that, I would be, uh, I'd be doing it all the time, just for the fun of it. Check this out. And I'd flip up, you know, a wall. Who are we talking? We were just talking to somebody recently. Oh, uh, one of our newest uh, teammates in the uh, our outreach team, California Initiative. And he doesn't know anybody else, you know, in the New York Initiative or anything. And we're talking about parkour and we're talking about spider. And he went, oh, you, you heard of that guy, spider? Oh, yeah, you know, American Initiative. <laughs> we're going, oh, are you kidding me? You know, so it's a small world. He'd heard of spider. He'd seen, you know, um, I guess... American um, Ninja Warrior, uh, and yeah, and we're going know him. Let us tell you a little about him, which is really cool. Um, um, but yeah, that guy himself, you know, when it, I'd go there just to get some parkour training. Um, and I got to tell you, DG, I, I was looking over the video because uh, all this editing is going on for Nation of Heroes, and I was checking out all the video of you guys doing parkour training in in um, New York that night that we were there. I am so, so surprised that nobody slipped and smacked themselves right in the head or anything like that that night because you guys were doing some crazy stuff. You know? Yeah, it's, it's it's not easy. Um, uh, you know, it's <laughs> not an easy thing to do. Uh, it, it takes a lot of hard training, uh, and you will you'll bust your ass every once in a while. It happens to everybody. It happens to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you, you know, we all try our best. And Spider exactly. is he's not only a great practitioner, but he's also a really great instructor. Um, and uh, you know, he's relatively young. Um, yeah. And, uh, what he can do, uh, and his mentality, and the person he is for his age is definitely an amazing thing to me. Um, like, I wish I was uh, had a good mentality like he did, uh, like he does when I was young. Um, exactly. You know, he's such a smart kid. He's a great, great instructor, um, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited to uh, have him uh, being a hero. In fact, we had... Spider on. It was, uh, wow, it was a few months back. But if you look at our archives, which are available for your listening pleasure, at, you guys can listen at any time. Um, there's, a, there's an episode that has Spider on there. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And you'll get to see what kind of person he is, which is really fun. Um, the Seraph is saying Spider could definitely survive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm thinking if there were a zombie apocalypse, I'd want to be in the hero school. Because, you know, that place would have it made. That would be the place to go. Darn but it. God forbid he gets zombified. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. He's a parkour zombie. That'd be horrifying. If he was a zombie like 28 days later, those type of zombies. Oh, God. 
you're trying to run away from him, there's no way he'd be parkouring and jumping in front of you before you even knew what was happening. Yeah, you'd be dead. That'd be it. Sorry. Um, now, you know, that eliminated the question I was going to ask you. If you had unlimited funds, what would you do? Because I know what you'd do. You'd, you'd do your school, for sure. Yes, um, absolutely. We'd have a giant facility with uh, top-of-the-line, amazing equipment, um, you know, that that would be ideal, but we're working with uh, whatever I have <laughs> and whatever I can borrow from the bank. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that's more, to me, that's more admirable because you're putting your heart and soul, you're putting everything you have into it, literally. So yeah. that, that shows me that uh, you're not somebody who's going, yeah, I'm bored with this, I'm out of here, and then just, no, this is your life now. And uh, you've been doing what you're doing for years now, and now you want to pass it on to others. So I love that level of commitment because really, if I'm going to enroll my kid in anything, if I'm going to enroll myself in anything, I damn well better see some, you know, longevity in the teachers with with whatever they've they've undertaken, you know, in their lives. Do they yeah. float from place to place, or are you someone who sticks with something, you know? And you definitely have that stick-to-itive. Uh, record going for you. So, man, DG, I'm, I'm excited. Now I'm trying to figure out ways to help you guys out, especially be there for the grand opening. Are you? Do you have a projected opening in mind? Uh, realistically, I'm looking at March, April. Uh, that's realistic what I'm looking at. I'm looking at places now. I'm, I'm trying to find the right place. But once we find the right place, you know, everything's going to just move. Everything's going to move fast. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> God knows how many hours doing the construction and setting up, and uh, but yeah, really, it, it's it's just finishing up the fundraiser, uh, which I think only has nine days left. Um, you know, uh, preparing the, the you know the documents and paperwork and all those stuff will, will only take a couple of days. Um, I've already have a, a lot of the, uh, the the programs and the curriculums uh, set. I still got some work on it. Uh, I have such a lot of cool ideas. Uh, you know, we're going to use superheroes as part of the kids' classes to teach them different lessons and, and uh, things like that. Like, we'll talk about the Hulk, and we'll talk about uh, how to use your anger and how to use your anger in a positive way and how to deal with it and, uh, you know, things like talking about the Avengers and talking about teamwork and working as a team. And uh, it, it's going to be a very unique and amazing curriculum, and it's something that I'm personally developing Um you know, and aside from the superheroes, it's going to be talking about things like having good manners, uh, uh, you know, being aware. Uh, how do you help people? When is it appropriate to call 911? Um, what can you do on your own to help your community? And these are going to be regular everyday talks. So in every class, uh, the kids are going to be, be learning about a, a trait that's going to help improve themselves and, and the world around them. Uh, and they're going to, we're going to talk about superheroes and how that relates to our lives and how it can make our lives and others better. Um, so we have a really, really cool curriculum uh, I'm trying to work on and finish up. Uh, of, of course, the uh, martial arts is going to be all reality-based self-defense. Um, uh, you're going to be learning uh, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, uh, grappling, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, it's going to be a real great mix of stuff. And, of course, uh, Spider's going to be running the parkour program. Uh, he has a, a good amount of experience teaching, teaching children as well, uh, and uh, I, I know he has a fantastic program as well. So it's, it's 
going to be great. I'm excited. And let's go. We we are going to um, post up the link on Tribe and on our sites. You guys, <clears throat> all you have to do is go to Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E, gogo.com. And then, you know what? After that, type in in the search by title, type in superhero school, and it'll come right up. And you can contribute to that. Now, Indiegogo only has nine days left, but what I'm hoping, DG, is that you you start a fundraiser, you know, that F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R page after, because you can leave that open indefinitely. And um, yeah, yeah. and and if you post a link on this on your Indiegogo page uh, after the fundraiser's done, if you don't make exactly what you wanted to make, yeah, you can keep the other one open, and um, keep getting donations through that because this is a worthwhile cause. And really, just because it's, I think, just because it's the holiday season, you might not be getting as many donations as you could. But it's it's weird as soon as soon as January rolls in, people feel like they have money again. And that's when they start dropping, you know, at least I've, I've noticed that trend with friends of mine who've done fundraisers as well. Um, around the holidays, people are a little tighter, but January rolls in, everybody's got money again. Besides that, income taxes come in. <laughs> so that's true. seriously, people will give, they'll get a big tax return and they'll drop a few hundred and go, okay, here. This is worth it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get something else going after uh, after the deadline, and uh, also some some also uh, breaking some more news here. Um, uh, I'm working, uh, starting to work along with uh, Civitron from Massachusetts. Uh, some people uh, know him. He's been around a long time. Kind of tries to stay out of uh, the online stuff, but he's done some amazing things. Um, working along with him uh, with Life uh, from New York. And we're going to be putting together a couple events. So we're, we're hopefully looking on uh, doing another Superheroes Anonymous event. Nice. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping to do uh, actually uh, at least at least two of them. Uh, we're hoping to do hopefully one in Massachusetts and one here in New York. Uh, after the Hero School opens, we're going to hold a uh, we're going to be holding a big event. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to uh, those things as well. Now, for people who don't know what that is, because is, is this number five or six? Wow, this is. Um, I feel like this would be six, um, but it's it's in the early stages. But we hope to get it going honestly within the next like month or two. So. Wow. Uh, just keep an eye out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I haven't been able to make it to one of those, but man, that's a goal. That's a goal now, especially you know I don't think I've met. No, I haven't met life yet. Um. It's weird. I feel like I have, but I, know, I we haven't. Have we, Doug? Mm-hmm. No, not yeah. yet. That's okay. You can introduce us, DG. We can all go out and have right. that nice night out, just having a drink for a change, like you guys keep talking about. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> yeah, it would. And besides that, you got You really have to do that because you know we got to hang out with uh, Spectre when he was down here in San Francisco. Um, one of DG's uh, teammates, and for those of you who don't know. And we've gotten, of course, to hang out with, with Eden and other people. But these are really cool guys to hang out with. I, If I were on the team, I'd be forcing you to go out and <laughs> have a, just a night off every now and then with me. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, we're coming down to the last 10 minutes or so of our show so with that, I'm wondering, um, God, you've got so much going on, man. You said you're you're quitting your job when? Is it next year? 
Yeah, I'm leaving my job uh, January, as of January. Jan, as of Jan, um, wow. Starting a new year, new new life, new, uh, wow. It's going to be crazy. Yep, exactly. Oh, uh, I'm getting Sarah saying, okay, so Sarah, if I see you in the chat room saying what about us, uh, ah, yes. what would you like me to promote about you, Sarah? Um, type it in. Let me know. I know we've got this weekend, DG, I know we've got um, Signs of Hope. I have to I have to plug that since it's happening on, on Saturday. It's uh, Superheroes and Initiative Giving Network. Um, it's a sister project to San Diego's Project Hope. Um, that's Speaking of Mr. Extreme, he and Razor Hawk uh, put that together a few years ago, and it's been going strong every year since. But that's in July during the Comic-Con weekend. And many people can't make it to San Diego during that weekend, so um, they wanted to know, how could I take part in this without flying all the way? Well, you can take part in it in your own hometown by giving the homeless a bit of compassion that day. You don't have to have, you know, $500 worth of food and supplies. You don't have to, you know, have a million coats or whatever. Um, You know, all you have to do really is go out and be an ear, you know, maybe be a friend to the homeless that day. Uh, Seattle's got that going on this weekend. Let's see. Um, oh, we're fun, too. That's what I meant. Sarah said, hell, yeah, the California Initiative LA is fun. Are you kidding me? Some of my favorite people. I drive down five hours just to go down there and hang out with your fun asses. So, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry that I digressed. <laughs> I, I love my initiative brothers and sisters. I'm sorry. I, I'll always be talking about them. Um Anything else that we're missing out on that uh, that we can plug? Uh, let's see for you, DG. Anything else? We got we got the Hero School in there. We'll be putting that link up on Tri Radio's page. Um, you're having uh, Superheroes um, Anonymous again uh, coming up soon. Uh, this weekend is Signs of Hope. Damn, we're some busy people, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> And I, I think that's it as far as uh, anybody else uh, in the chat room. You guys want me to plug something, let me know, and I will. Um, and I'm checking out my notes because I know, I know once the show's over, because really I have a million things to ask you. I have a million things to ask the guests to come on, and and I, I you know, forget to turn a page on these notes, and I, I miss something, and I go, what the heck? But well, I think uh, I... Well, We've recently uh, started working on this whole knockout game thing. <gasps> yes. um, Thank so you. So we've recently kind of started our little campaign for this. Uh, and just, you know, where, where things have happened, we're getting out in the areas patrolling. Um, if there are uh, any uh, photos of uh, uh, the possible uh, attackers, uh, we're, we're going out posting up flyers. Uh, uh, we're being very non-politically correct about this, and we're we're just coming straight out and, uh, calling these people the cowards that they are, right on the flyers, posting them all over the area. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're we're letting people know we're not going to tolerate it, that the community can't tolerate it. Um, and uh, yeah, we've begun that campaign, and uh, we hope to really spread that message that uh, the community needs to stand up for itself. Um, you can't let these cowards, uh, who you know, who, you know, it, it, you know, we want to let the, these cowards first and foremost know we'll beat their ass. Um, you don't try things like this around us. You shouldn't be doing this at all. Um, it doesn't make you tough. 
Um, there, there's nothing tough about hitting somebody who's not suspecting it. There's nothing cool about it. Um, right. It just makes you a punk, it just makes you a little punk bitch. Um, right. And uh, you know, and uh, we're we're not holding back on this. So we're trying to do our best. We're gonna start uh, handing out uh, some uh, self defense, some uh, safety and awareness tips to people. Um, and just, just information to get out to the community and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get a, a message out there to a lot of people to, to take a stand and just not tolerate it. You know, we need to all say, like, hey, like, you guys are punks. Um, you know, uh, this just can't be tolerated. And I think if we can get that message out there, we can get the community behind it, it I think it will send a strong message to all the people trying to do these things. Exactly. And what, what is, just in case someone doesn't know and they're listening, they're going, what is the knockout game that you're talking about? Um, well, it's something that's uh, kind of been spreading around. Um, and it's generally, you know, uh, it seems to be teenagers or, or uh, you know, young males uh, going around. And uh, as a game, they're saying, hey, you know, let's pick this person and see if you can knock them out with one, one swing. Um, and unfortunately, it's it's something that's happening around the country, and it's uh, you know people are getting seriously hurt from this. Uh, you think about it: you hit somebody, you knock them out, they crack their head on the floor. Right. Um, it's it's a very dangerous thing, and, and the their their lack of value for human life is is the most sickening thing. That yeah, let's play a game and hit somebody. Right. Nothing. It's 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 really sick. It's disturbing, and it needs to be stopped. Um, you know, one of them has gotten shot. Uh, another one got their ass kicked. Um, you know, uh, and and that's what we need to happen. We need people to stand up for themselves, be aware. We need people to stand up for others and not tolerate this, man. If these guys keep getting their ass kicked. This game is going to stop pretty quick. Um, well, here's what's bothering me about it. You know, and there are people out there who said, "Oh, this has been around forever, you guys. It just they've given it a name." Okay, yes. There's a good point made um by by uh, Geek Pile Radio that uh in the chat room that yeah, it's a uh, it's something that's been going it might have been going on for a long time, but since the media has given it a new name and given it a lot of attention, guess what? People who didn't know how to play this game before, now know how to play this game, and now you're seeing it in greater numbers. Now that's the thing that's really yeah. getting to me, is, is just by its exposure alone, it's actually creating more people doing this. And, yeah, people are retaliating, and the saddest thing is, you know, you thought it was a game, and now, I mean, that one lady shot two, two uh, youths? Youths. Um, um, yeah, there's definitely a guy who I know shot, uh, shot one. Oh, okay. Wow. See, so it's you know it's, and then uh, there was that video just posted the other day of the woman who some some one of these kids tried to hit her, she punched them out and started beating the crap out of him, and then her boyfriend comes in and continues. So you know you thought it was funny, and now you're going to the hospital bloodied, and possibly you know in critical condition, because you thought it was funny. That's it's it's bad all the way around. So I'm glad you guys are doing this, uh, especially posting up these flyers, letting people know, hey, you know what? We know this is 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 a uh, running rampant. And guess what? There are people out there like us who aren't going to put up with it. So yeah, there's a weird um, 
kind of thing going on with the media. There's some in the media who are kind of trying to actually deny that this is actually happening, um, which I find extremely bizarre. Um, right. But, what and is then, that? And, there, and, there, and there's the thing that, that, that some people are saying, hey, like it's spreading because of the media, because you're talking about it. But at the same point, like how do you ignore this and how do you not talk about this and call right. it out? Right. Um, you know, and, and if, it, if it does inspire other people to do, do it, the people who do it are, you know, obviously a lot of times misguided youth, but they're up to no good anyway. Um, yeah. And they just found a new idea to right. to continue being up to no good. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, they're probably going to do something wrong anyway. Um, and unfortunately, they're finding it through this game. And, uh, you know, I, I think it needs to keep being called out and keep being said, you know, this is wrong. You know, let's stand against this. Uh, and uh, we're just trying to play our little part. Well, to me, it's more than a little part because I remember when we were out there, and people, you know, who are wondering, well, how effective is flyering? Well, when we were out there with you guys this summer in Harlem, people just were wondering, what the hell are they putting up there? They would come up, they would read the flyers, and it seemed like so many of them, the majority of them, didn't know that that particular thing was going on in their own area. So um, to me, I think the flyers are very effective. Number one, it, it lets people know what's going on in the area. Number two, it lets the criminals know that now it's out there in the open. For everybody to yeah. see. So, you know, if you're going to keep doing it, guess what? Uh, we're, we're kind of on to you now. So just beware. So um, I, I think what you're doing is fantastic. And I would, right now, if you're an RLSH and you're listening, and if you're an RLSH, you should be listening, um, take notes on this because flyering, uh, you saw it in the superheroes documentary. You saw Mr. Extreme doing it uh, all by his lonesome. Um, all the way up to the New York Initiative doing it, you know, all the time out in Harlem or wherever the, the issue is taking place. That stuff really helps. So it doesn't cost a lot of money, does it, DG, to, to go up and, and put up a bunch of flyers? Yeah, man, go to, go to Staples, uh, whatever, FedEx, whatever, you know. It's a couple cents a copy, uh, something you can spend five, you ten bucks on, and, and you're good. There you go. See you guys at that really helps. Plus, you can put your team's logo on the bottom and, and get some attention there and maybe recruit a few new uh, teammates. So it helps all the way around. Um, and we are coming to the end of the – oh, before we do, I want to say uh, thank you, Sarah, because, yes, just be incredibly aware of your surroundings and everything that – yes, that entails that's, – that's the bottom line, right, DG? If, if people are aware, half of these things that could happen, right, won't happen to them. So, bottom line, you guys, don't let, you know what, that's your homework. Go home and uh, for the rest of the week, try not to let anybody sneak up on you. And uh, believe it or not, seriously, you turn around and you go, oh, I didn't know that guy was standing there. Yeah, it's a good thing that guy didn't have a lead pipe in his hand, right? So, uh, exactly. Uh, Put the damn phone down for two seconds. Thank you, Midnight Run, in the chat room. Yes, that's exactly it. Put that phone down. Um. So we have come to the end of our show. Matt, DG, i got to tell you, whenever you're on the show, the show ends really quickly, for me, at least. It's like, are we already there? Wow. So, um, that's because, man, I could talk to you about so many things. I want to thank you for taking your time out, for being here, giving us hella, yeah, I use the California term, hella good tips tonight. 
Um, <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> I hear you laughing. Um, and thank you for uh, teaching people who, who don't know anything about, you know, going out and patrolling, what they can do safely. And um, good luck on your school. Your fundraiser will be posting up those links. You guys, if you've got some extra bucks, think about it. Anything you give DG right now, it could go to supplies for the school, which could help some kids out there, which will help kids. You know, you it can could go get some cool stuff. You can get an initiative T-shirt. You right. can get a, a hero T-shirt. Uh, you can get some M&A gloves. We've got a whole load of different things for donating. So it's not just throwing money, you know. You're you're, you're going to get something cool in return if you pick it. Yep. There you go. See? And and even if they didn't have those cool items, they, they just the fact that you're helping a school. When was the last time you donated to a really cool school slash community center slash training center? Man, this, this just sounds amazing to me. Um so we'll put that, that memory. You can go to Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com, and just put in Superhero School to take you there. Um, I want to thank the people in the chat room tonight. Uh, I'm not going to read all your names off because there's, there's, a, there's a few of you and some uh, anonymous people on there too. But you know who you are. Thank you. And uh, DG, will you um, be listening in next uh, next Friday, next Friday? Friday is a, it was supposed to be Thursday, and I apologize. We had some last-minute changes. Friday the 13th, this Friday coming up, is a, the Washington Initiative, your brothers and sisters in Washington. We'll have them on uh, telling us what they're all about. That's uh, this Friday, kids. So maybe, DG, if, if you're listening and you want to call in and, and spread some more knowledge or give them a hard sure. time or whatever, please feel free. You're always welcome to call in. Um and with that, I think I'll have Nightbug take us out. Thanks again. You guys have a safe rest of the week. And if you don't know how, re-listen to this show, re-listen to DG. And uh, you can find him on Facebook. Dark Guardian is all you have to type in. I'll take you right there. And until then, have a safe, happy, healthy life. Forget about it. Forget about it. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.